deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas outdoor nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke. Awesome to be back with you guys. The Outdoor Success Guy is back again with another podcast. So excited to have you guys join us. Uh, really, really pumped up about this one because we're having Roy Crush back on. And what a guy. What an absolute all-American, all-Texan, uh, go all out and make it happen uh, hunting and fishing guy um, that, that, that you're ever going to find. I mean, he is, he is just all around saltwater, freshwater, uh, Texas hunting. He has Texas Boys Outdoors TV show. I just can't say enough good things about him. So before we bring him on, a little bit of housekeeping news to, to share with you. If you've not done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It is free. You get a new one of these every two weeks. I love getting out there and turning on this microphone and uh, sharing this with you guys because this is just such a blessing to me to be able to deliver an outdoor message to you. Um, and uh, just just love, 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 love having to be, have the chance to, uh, to share this message with you. So thank you guys so much for watching, reading, and listening. Please, again, subscribe through your favorite podcast uh, player. There's... Um, uh, new podcast every two weeks, like I said, and uh, Podbean is where this thing is hosted. And so you can download the Podbean app and do that. That's probably the easiest way and follow the show that way. Or you can obviously subscribe through your iTunes player or Stitcher or um, FM player, any of those. We're on all those, Spotify, you name it. So anyway, they're all uh, out there. And I really, really appreciate the time that you've taken to connect with me in social media to tell me how much you like the show. All that fun stuff is just, uh, that totally just makes my socks go up and down. <laughs> this show for me, and this is kind of like a non-Rednet word, um, it's very cathartic. It's very therapeutic for me to turn on this microphone and share this with you every two weeks. And I just really appreciate you guys um, tuning in and checking us out. So before we get into our interview, another thing I was going to mention is our newsletters. If you've not done so already, go over to fishgame.com, subscribe to the newsletter. And uh, that does not cost you anything. You get three different newsletters a week, Tuesday through Thursday, and uh, a lot of fun things going on. Sometimes a bonus newsletter on Friday even, which is really cool. So uh, before we get into our interview, I was also going to mention I went dove hunting this past week and took Jackson one of the two days I went, Saturday and Sunday of Labor Day weekend. And you're hearing this in uh, mid to late September, so... um, you know, whenever you're listening, I hope you guys had a very safe, eventful dove season if you've started already uh, out there. If not, the thing is where I hunt here in Central Texas, the birds really don't get to fly, uh, really get into flying mode until, um, you know, second, third week of September or a little bit later. And uh, I love dove hunting. It's more of a social sport for me. I'm not that good of a wing shot. I'm decent at sporting clays, but I'm not that good at hitting those little buggers when they uh, move around in the sky when you start shooting at them and uh, sky bust a little bit more than I like to say I do. But um, you know that uh, that's just kind of part of the deal when you're when you're hunting those little guys. Uh, I, a couple of my friends from China and Pakistan that I talk to in the evenings when it's morning their time, they you know I've shown them a couple of pictures of the doves that I've sent uh, that I've. Um, that I've shot and they're like they're so small I'm like that's the sporting tradition of shooting doves because they're so small they're hard to hit they fly radically when you start shooting out of them and um, they're just a fantastic sporting tradition to get out in Texas outdoors to uh, to hunt here in September before bow season starts in October and before uh, big game uh, rifle season for deer starts in November so uh, just loving t- having time out in the Texas outdoors 
taking the time to um, to go out there and uh, just enjoy it. You know, just enjoy the outdoors, enjoy everything that God has given us in nature, everything our state has given us for, um, you know, things to con- conserve, you know, shooting white wings and morning, morning doves and uh, migratory birds like that. And guys, I'm going to hit it this hard this year for hunting, uh, for bird hunting especially. I'm going to hit it hard for ducks this year. I've been threatening to do that for the last three years i'm gonna actually get out there and get it done this year i'm really excited about that i've got a couple of people i plan to go with uh dave cox palmetto guide service and then there's another podcast um listener group that listens to this show that's kind of a um you know two guys on a podcast awesome podcast that i listen to quite a bit and uh they um they've invited me to come hunting with them and uh, do some public land hunting so i got my public land permit i got my uh super combo and i got my um you know uh, uh duck stamps so i'm really excited about that so anyway thank you guys again so much for tuning in it means the world to me that you listen thanks for telling a friend thanks for spreading the good word about the texas outdoor nation if you would like to learn more about me i've got a website that has all the articles and stuff that i write all the blogs that i write all the podcasts that I do and um, all the uh, videos that I do as well on the video channel on YouTube. That's DustinsProjects.com, all one word, DustinsProjects.com. You can check out more of that. So let's get into the show, guys. Roy Crush, Texas Boys Outdoors. Here we go. Joining me on the phone, Mr. Roy Crush, Texas Boys Outdoors TV show. How you doing, Roy? Hey, hey. How's it going, man? Tell us a little bit about what's going on with your show and uh, what's been going on with you lately, because we haven't talked since April, I think, on the uh, on the phone with the podcast where we did that Frio Ice Chest podcast or the Frio Products podcast. They have a bunch more than just Ice Chest, but how are you doing these days? Oh, man, can't complain. Just uh, We just finished up our, our fourth season on Pursuit Channel. I think a couple weeks ago we had the last episode. It was uh, on Sunday mornings, and I think when I talked to you in April, it was right around the first episode, so yes good timing on that and we um, you know that the, right there at the end we had to had a couple things we canceled we had to really work for some footage so it's been kind of almost nice to have a couple weeks to get to relax some and catch up with the family a little bit and still gonna hunt and fish and excited like we talked about earlier about dove hunting so get back in the woods and on the water here pretty quick but it has been nice to, to get a little rest yeah i just wanted to touch on that real quick as we talked about before i started recording um you know, I went out this week and a couple of times, Saturday afternoon, I worked the Oatmeal Festival in Bertram for DB Hunting Ranch and DB Wall Game Processing and Taxidermy, which are two companies I work for in, um, in near me here in Central Texas in the Hill Country. And we went out to my friend's High Fence Ranch after uh, we went out to uh, just to go dove hunting after the festival was over with. And uh, man, you know, one thing I'm getting ready to write a dove hunting article. One of the things that for sure worked for us both days we went out there for when we saw birds was those mojo style decoys. I don't know if you've ever used those before. The ones that had the wings that turn and flap. Real uh, fast. No, I've heard, but that, that's, yeah. That's we put, I, so basically I'm hunting around a tank and we put them down. Um, I just, I just have one decoy. So I just put it down facing the tank and those birds would fly land on almost right on top of that decoy. They just land wow. right there. And I mean, as they're coming in, we've got a perfect shot opportunity. You know, oh, yeah. and as they as they pull out, you know, same deal. But um, you know, it, it, they're flying low enough to hit basically and make a good shot. Yeah, even I would kill one on that. That's exactly. So I'd have, I'd have a chance. I'm not much of a wing shot. I'll be the first person to admit that too. But I mean, I do enjoy. It's a social sport for me, and I think it is for a lot of our listeners too. Oh yeah. Um, the one thing I've got to say about you, Roy, and I haven't told you this off air yet, so I'm just going to go ahead and say this now while we're recording. 
you're one of my favorite guests because I can give you a topic and you can talk on it for 15 minutes and I don't have to ask you any other questions. <laughs> You've got to be one of the best people I've ever had on the show, man, because I, I don't have I to believe, I don't have to pull anything out of you. I don't have to do anything like that. I mean, you're just, you're just full of knowledge. I mean, I just love talking to man, you. Man, I, I don't mind talking and I love hunting. I love fishing. I've <laughs> got something going on. So. <laughs> No, that's cool. That's really cool. It's a good time of year too. You know, you got even everything. Football's cranking up. You know, hunting season's cranking up. The, the fishing actually get quite a little bit less pressure on the bays and lakes. Yes. So fishing can be even better in the fall. So. Right. A good good time to be an outdoorsman in Texas, that's for sure. No, it is. And you're preparing for a fishing tournament for redfish on the uh, Texas Gulf Coast, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's tell weekend. me some. So tell me something about that. Uh, me and a buddy of mine, Eric Renteria, Captain Eric Renteria, a good friend of mine. I fished with him quite a bit. He, he helps me out with Texas boys quite a bit too. Just a great guy, one of the best fishermen I've ever fished with. You know, the guy can just flat out catch him. Knows, you know, from Sabine to, to East Maddy, West Maddy, the guy's just, you know, <laughs> a true stud, been around for a long time. And we're going to be out there. It's the Elite Redfish Series in, in Kima, Texas, I think at the boardwalk. And uh, we're going to be pre fishing the next couple of days. And then it's uh, Saturday and Sunday. You, you weigh in your three biggest redfish each day. And well, we got six big ones at the end of the day, Sunday, and get it done. So it's, you know, it pays, but I think they're $100,000, you know, for the in wow. prize money. So it's a good, good deal. You don't get a lot of tournaments like that here in the Gulf Coast. So we can get out here and try to get it done. No, that's good. I mean, that's the one thing I was going to say is there's not, you were just talking about this on the, on the show, you know, earlier before we started recording bass tournaments are still the key for money-making tournaments. I don't talk a lot about that on the show, but I mean, basically, you know, it's not been a big deal for redfish or any kind of other trophy fish in saltwater, except for this time. I mean, this is, so what's different about this? If you don't mind me asking, you know, I've, I've never fished an elite series event. They've had a different tournament. I've fished the Rudy's and, uh, you know, several different ones that are kind of competitive with this one but this one i think they they fish from florida louisiana and they have a couple of events in texas and it's grown quite a bit they just do a good job with their guess they you know whether it's sponsors and others sure. going into it they, they seem to be able to pay well and they're starting to attract some of the best guys and you know i know a bunch of guys already down there pre-fishing this week that are friends of mine and it's it really is you know you put a hundred thousand dollars on the line and it's you bring out the best of the best from you know from corpus the guys coming from louisiana so it's It'll be a cool deal. You definitely you win this one, and it's you know you, you did something in the, the saltwater fishing, you know, world. So it's a pretty cool deal. And, but like you said, you know, it's, it doesn't compare to bass fishing. Bass is still king. You know, those guys can you can win the Bass Master Classic, and you're set for life if you're financially responsible. So right. it's, you know something right. like that. But it's uh, definitely a cool deal, and gives us a chance to you know do some, some good money. Especially your Jordan Lee and win the classic back to back in two years in a row. You know? Oh, yeah, what I mean, a stud, man. Well, that Conrad, dude. Too, I actually lived near Lake Conroe. That, yeah. Well, the first one he won, I think he came out of nowhere. What was he, 10th place? I think, yeah, and he just, he just slammed it. On a monster bag. Just, you know, that's, that's, you know, I don't bass fish a whole lot, but my son's just ate up with it. He, he really likes it. So I've kind of kept up a little bit. Does a guy that's it's pretty exciting stuff, too. Well, the, the the thing I've always liked about you too, Roy, is that you're not afraid to tackle you know whatever topic I throw out at you. You know, it's just like hunting, go, you know, or fishing, go, and you just boom, you know, you're there. So uh, <laughs> you're an all out outdoorsman for fresh and salt and hunting, and and that's awesome. That's what we like to see in the magazine too. So um, that's awesome, fantastic. Man. And Chester says hi, and Ardia says hi. I wanted to make sure I told you that too. Oh, tell them hello, man. Good, yeah. good people over there. Yeah, they're good folks that we have here at the magazine. So. Um, and so just give us a rundown. What I wanted to kind of do in this show is, uh, I also will, will not forget to mention you're sponsored by Frio. I've been a Frio guy for a long time. Um, uh, the Frio cooler 65, uh, hard side went with me all weekend this past weekend for dove season and the, uh, Frio 24 seven, uh, stainless steel tumbler, uh, I'm holding right now in my hands with a redfish leather wrap on it. 
So oh, I'm just telling good, you. Good, I'll bring you some good luck. I need redfish as a key for the next few days. So anything, <laughs> I was or, thinking about just looking luck, at the, throw I was just looking at this redfish tail, and I said, oh, Roy's probably thinking about this, something like I this. I hope right? I'm looking at redfish tails, too. <laughs> That's right, big ones. Bull redfish tails. But yeah, I need 27 and big 27 inches and fat. There are a lot of cooler brands on the market. Why do you choose Frio? You know, they just, um, not just good products, but they've been just great to work with. Jeff and Jeremy over there are just top-notch people. Yep. They really take a lot of pride in being a Texas-based company, so it goes along well with the things that we do. You know, they just, they've been supportive of our, we do quite a bit with Shriners Children's Hospital. Right. Just, from youth group churches, just all kinds of stuff. They've been really supportive from, you know, up and down the deal. I just, anytime we need help or when I do, you know, fundraiser, they're always there. Just, you know, I think the combination of good products and good people, it's, it's kind of a win-win deal. Yeah, and a Texas-based company, too. That's kind of nice. I mean, you know, they're yeah. more about the outdoor lifestyle, which is something I always try to, to, to tout on this podcast because I don't really live the lifestyle as much as I should as far as getting out there and enjoying it more than I just go hardcore and hunting and fishing and killing and catching, you know. Yeah. But they're more about the sit back and relax and enjoy the feel of the table process, you know, and yeah, I think right. that's, that's vitally important, too. And that's something you're about, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to, you know, if you want to sell products, you can't just market to one. You right. You have the, you know, stuff that the fam, the mom can have, the kids enjoy, you know, stuff that the, the pro, the pro outdoorsman has. You know, there's a lot of stuff different. They just do a good job of meeting everybody's needs, whether you're average Joe, weekend warrior, or the one of the best in the business. They got you know, products you could use in any situation. So sure. it's a cool deal. No, that's great. That's fantastic. So we're going to talk this show about prepping for hunting season. What are the kind of things I had even thought about getting my hunting backpack out and going through all the gear that I carry and stuff like that. And I'll probably do a show like that in the future. But I mean, what are the kind of things you do to prep for hunting season for, um, you know, for, for big game or for dove or for duck or for whatever you're going after? You know, with me, a lot of my personal stuff is I'm not a big um, dub and duck hunter. I do enjoy it, and I got friends that are gung ho. You know, some of the, the best in the business, and I'll, I'll do. You know, especially we're going to film. I think a couple different duck and teal hunts coming up, and so cool. for me, that's more just like you said about the, the cotton hanging out with my buddies and having a good time. I don't get all, you know, I, I don't put all the sun getting ready for the season. I'm mad. <laughs> that's more just what we're doing for Texas boys. However, right. I do love me some hog and deer hunting, and I, I've loved it since I was a kid. And I have a couple of places close to home that I'm starting to get fixed up, and you know, we'll check, make sure liner sands are secure. You know, start making sure we have a. I, anytime I one thing with me is I think. Anytime you came in, it's always better to not use a feeder unless you're, you know, you're traveling always in your rooms and you have to use feeders. But right. anytime I, you know, hunt where pressured areas or areas where there's a lot of, just a lot of people hunting, I think anytime you can do hand corn and stuff like that, that's yes. always a big thing with me. I'll see a lot of bucks that, you know, people wouldn't even know. Just, they're smart enough to stay away from those feeders, especially, you know, October through January. And so I'll get a lot of areas I can and try to just do the best I can to stay away, but, you know, keep them, make sure you got a food source and getting things ready for hunting, you know, hogs, deer. I'm, I hunt it all. So a lot of different things you got to do. No, so getting ready for sure. that's good. I mean, I just, I, that's a good point. Cause the biggest deer that I've got hanging on my wall behind me here, Mr. Big, uh, he's about 120. He's not huge, but I mean, he's, he's big in my eyes. He's, he's my best archery buck. I shot him no, when I, I was by a feeder, but it was hand, hand corn that I had thrown after all the other deer had left. They had come and cleaned up the feeder. I poured, I put some more hand corn out, basically, just to kind of see what else would come in. Set down, and there he was. I mean, that was the biggest thrill of my life, getting to, to, oh, to yeah. shoot an arrow through him because it was, it was just one of those things where it's been a deer that I've been after the whole season, and it's a culmination of that. And where I hunt, I don't always have that possibility, but this year, that year, I did in 2014, and I just. Um, I still get jitters thinking about that moment, you know, when I pull oh, the yeah. trigger. So you know, he came from. to the corn. You put out separate, you know, the kind of yes, you know, it's kind of a cool deal. Yeah, it is, man. You wouldn't believe how many good deer I've shot in areas that people would even think there's good bucks there. You know, I grew up hunting in East Texas and, and Hardin County, and you know, even Montgomery County. Some, and it's just 
a lot of small wrenches. You know, you got people hunting around you sometimes, and it's just right. you start learning little things. It takes a long time to figure stuff out, but you learn those little tricks that bucks will do. And I've had people tell me they didn't see them. You know, I, they didn't know buck was there for two years, and I'm watching. You know, just little stuff. And I've shot a lot of good bucks where a feeder's about 50 yards away, and I have a spot on hand corn on the other side. Or, you know, another little shooting line or something yep. on hand corn, and they'll come. You would never know because not one picture of the feeder, but they'll hit that hand corn every, you know, exactly. every couple days. I'll, you know, sometimes they'll get in a routine and, and whack the heck out of it. You never know. So they're deer's you'll never see on camera. Not deer's. They're deer you'll never see on camera. You know, sometimes that come in that are elusive. You know, that, yep, that definitely exactly. have that have that kind of sneaky ninja effect. Is one of my friends says. You know, oh yeah, and the they Jedi's man. The Jedi's exactly. That's a great way to put it. You know, not the copyright. In East Texas, especially, you know, it's everywhere. But in East Texas, where you get a lot of low fence, high pressure areas, yes. those, the bucks by the time they're five or six years old, and he's no dummy. He's he's pretty sharp. So yeah, you got to try to change things up to fool him a little bit. Let me ask you this: What other attractants or additives or scent killer or whatever do you use? I know you're more you're more of a gun hunter than a bow hunter, right, Roy? Or you do do you do both? I do both. Okay. I've, 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 um, I've bow hunted for quite a while. Some of my best bucks, I've, you know, memory wise, are bow hunting. Sure. But I'm not scared to whack them with a rifle too. So. Do you I use? I, I do. We actually just um, and it's kind of funny because I've used you know tinks for a long time. Another sure. tink sixty nine been around forever, and I've, I've actually had all that been successful some of that stuff, but. Um, Hunter Specialties makes that buck bomb, and I think they have a, a Salon Heats, uh, like hog bomb or something like that, too, they uh-huh. have, and I've had a lot of success with both of those. We really? started working with them the last year or so. And those are both, I've had bucks, even in pressure, like I said, that are, can be difficult hunting sometimes. I've had deer, especially young bucks, a lot of times they'll walk right up to you know, That's a good one that works real well. Um, and Tink still works. You know, I've had, you know, you got to use all those the sewers and or lures and since you got to make sure you're using at the right time and they could backfire. So, yeah, that's as true. As long as you use it correctly when, you know, if the deer are chasing stuff like that, then those, a lot of them can work really well. So, the best idea is to obviously use your, your dough and heat kind of stuff during the rut. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I've had, um, you know, it works deer and hogs. I've had, right at, you know, when I was a young hunter, especially, and I thought, you know, I've had deer come to corn like clockwork, but, you know, day before hunting season, the day before I'm going out there, even the morning of, I'll do something dumb and go out there and put something I've never put out there before. Even if the next day or, you know, they get used to it pretty quick. If, if a deer, especially in pressured areas, if they have a new scent or something they're not used to, they're going to be cautious, even if it's for a day or so, but they're going to back off some. And so sometimes you got deer coming to corn, you don't even use any scents. But if you're in an area where, you know, it's you're trying to get a buck to come in or you got one there and they're, they're chasing a little bit, then they can be very successful. It's just, like I said, all about using them at the right time. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's important too. Two of the products that I'm using this year uh, that I've got in my garage right now are um, – Dig a Hole, which is from Vapor Trail Sense. Not a lot of people have heard of that. I've had Rex Holmes as the owner of that company on this show back last December. So you can go back and listen to those two podcasts we did back-to-back with him. And he basically talks a lot about deer biology and how the um, how the reproductive system of the doe works and that kind of stuff and why they they have you know so many scent receptacles and that kind of stuff. It's a really good show. But basically, you know, Dig a Hole is a really concentrated mineral formula that you can pour, and they literally will dig a hole to get all of it out. That's why it's called dig a hole. And they have a persimmons or sweet corn. I ordered the sweet corn version for my dad and myself. My dad hunts in Oklahoma on his own land, and I'm going to go up and hunt with him this year, I think, in November. And then I also use, obviously, Big and J, which is really a big thing here in Texas. Um, Big and J, uh, you know, it makes uh, kind of a a mineral slash protein mix, um, either a block or a a by 20-pound sacks of it. I know you've probably used that before, haven't you, Roy? I have. I don't use it all the time, but I I got buddies that swear by that stuff. And it's, yeah. it's supposed to be another product that works well. And then pigs, I do, dig but there's, I'm stuff, especially yeah. close to home. I got a couple of little farms, ranches, I guess you call them, that are kind of by the house. I permission to hunt from the one, an older farm and owns some land. And my, I've learned here that sometimes just, they like just regular old corn. Yeah. Being fancy. But I've also been on areas where, you know, some of the attractants, they come in like 
clockworks. It's sure. kind of it's all about you know relative, I guess, where you're hunting, how much pressure it gets. But I've yeah. heard that stuff. You know, has, has been quite quite a big successful product for a lot of people. Yeah, and and I know a lot of people, and I always plug my friends Jeremy and and Trevor over at the Cast West Girl Chill Podcast. They mainly hunt nothing but pop, but uh, public land, and uh, they've got a lot of tricks that you can listen to their podcast on and doing. Because you talk about pressured land, I mean, especially for hogs. I mean, hogs are pretty smart. They'll turn nocturnal if they're pressured too much, won't they? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> you start you start shooting at them. You can you know pick a few off, and they'll go nocturnal. They'll they'll, they'll definitely start circling. You know they'll be real cautious before they come into a spot and you got to change things up sometimes but you know it, it doesn't matter where you are if you start whacking a few of them they definitely typically go nocturnal pretty quick that's especially true for the bigger boars is it not yeah oh yeah the and they're the ones who it, they get used to an area and they you know you start going out there more especially if you're a person before they'll start with that boars in east texas like i said near beaumont and hardin county that would I've been to the same bull for a while, but he'd circle all, you know, either ladder stand or depending on what the wind sure. is, but he'd circle all the way around. Downwind, I, yeah. Two times I had to do that. You just, he finally get to where he went to me, and he'd never ever come in and get me. I was bow hunting, so I had to get pretty close, but he'd never give me a shot. Those, those old bulls are just as smart as they do. They're pretty sharp. <laughs> There's a new <laughs> saying. That, especially like you said on, you know, the public land or just, you know, regular local. Sure. They get shot at a little bit. They, they wise up. Yeah, or they'll go nocturnal. I've seen it happen on high fence ranches too, where only the little ones will come out during the during the feeding times, in the morning and the evenings, and then uh, the big boys. You know, you got a night hunt for them with a flashlight or with a infrared or light and, a, and night vision yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's fine, too. I mean, that's just that's the challenge of getting those big ones. But I just, you know, I'm sure you enjoy the meat as much as I do when it comes to deer or pigs. You know, they're just fantastic table fare. Oh, yeah, I do. I enjoy eating um I'll do it exotics, whitetail, you know, we'll get a hawk sometimes. Made into a bunch of cheese sausage, jalapeno links and stuff. It's all good stuff. It's yeah. hard, to, hard to go wrong with medicine for sure. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. And one of the other products I'm using for um, for hogs this year is uh, a sow and heat um, uh, attractant from, also from Vapor Trail Sense called uh, Hogzilla. And basically, it's built to, to be kind of a dominant boar attracting scent. It's a sow, sow and heat um uh, you know, scent and it's, uh, they make a, a scent for just about anything from predators all the way up to, uh, to deer and so on and so forth that for, for deer, they make one called my Sheila, which I'm going to try. And I've used Tink 69 and stuff for years and years and years. I'm just going to try this out this year during the rut and see if I can't get anything to move because, uh, it's supposed to be, I've seen it work on camera. They've got a Texas, uh, horn stars is one of their shows that they have. And they have some other, um, Texas based shows and shows out, outside of Texas that, uh, they've shown that my Sheila to work on decoys, just ridiculous. The, deer was like humping the decoy you know he was so i mean i've never seen anything quite like that yeah i would say that's a pretty good testimonial but you know they're all good that's the thing about hunting season and about you know all the different products that are out there from hunter specialty or from um you know big and j or vapor trail sense or any of those they're all good it's just finding what works for you oh yeah yep you're exactly right i mean like I said, I've had a lot of success with those things, especially in areas where I've not seen a lot of animals. You know, I've been trying to put corn out, this and that. You're just not seeing much. And sometimes that little stuff like that can make a difference. You know, during the rut, you know, I've had areas where you're not seeing any good bucks on camera all summer, and then they start chasing around, and you put some of that stuff out during the rut, and you know, you get a buck you've never seen strolls up. So, yeah. now with the technology now. Days, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of old school sometimes, and I do the same thing I've done for a long time. But you know, with the, just like anything else with technology, they're getting some of the new products that are coming out are a little bit better. You know, the, some of the scents are a little bit better. And it's just everything's always evolving. So same with that industry. I mean, there's stuff coming out now that just works really well. 
Well, and that's the thing, Roy, that I, I kind of to take a step back for a minute. You know, looking at this from a bird's eye view, this is better than our grandparents certainly ever had it. It's better than our parents ever had it. It's better than the people and Native Americans back then ever had it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we take that for granted sometimes where we go, oh, darn, I didn't kill that 130 this year. And it's just like, man, you know, the future is already here with what is going on in technology and the innovations in our industry. And I talk about this a lot, and I know my listeners probably get bored about this, but we're in the golden age baby we're in the golden age and i mean this is this is the best time to be alive and be a hunter right now wouldn't you agree i, I think so i mean you got all kinds of there's people well, a lot of it's just, money's always involved it's like anything else but you know that you got access to there's you can go anywhere and you know giant book i mean there's still public land you can go hunt if you want the, the, the sportsman outside but there's you know there's all kinds of different stuff and there's just we got i think we've done a good job but you know it's always need room for improvement but i think Texas parks and wildlife they've done a good job regulating things so yeah even fishing it's always, you know, things are always changing, but even with fishing, that's all the limits and regulations now. It's you know, so many people hunting fishing, they got to do certain things, but I think they've done a good job of trying to, you know, keep it where it's a good, good fishery and good hunting areas for a long time. Well, and, and the thing is, people, you know, look, well, Texas public land compared to the rest of the western United States, you know, compared to the eastern United States and so on and so forth. But, you know, we, we have the most liberal, uh, next to Louisiana, of course. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Roy. Okay. All right. We have got to have one of the most, I mean, our tags are over the counter. We don't have to go into a draw system for exhaust. We don't have to go into a draw system if you want to shoot an elk or a bison or any of that. You know, you don't yeah. have to oh, go yeah. into a draw system to, to shoot a red stag or an oryx or any of that. It's all through, unless you're going on you know private private land that texas parks and wildlife is sponsoring a hunt on it it's you find you a ranch you like you find you a guide you like and you go hunting and uh, yes yeah. it costs money and yes it's not you know going to be it's going to be cost prohibitive for some people but i'm just saying it's more accessible i think than it's ever been in a lot of ways yeah that's a good 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 point too I and mean, on that side of things especially texas is one of the states it's a lot easier just for the average guy to, be able to afford you know to go out and catch a fish or go out and do a little hunting i mean it's that made it where like if licenses are cheap you can go in a walmart or academy and grab you one of it's it's definitely one of the things that make it easier to get into hunting than it could have been you know even if you just live somewhere else right now i mean we've bought in tax for guests we've taken out with texas boys on different hunts that, sure. um and it's it's several hundred dollars in some of those states to get a tag and then half the time you got to draw one so it's definitely a good time to be a hunter in texas a fisherman in texas for sure well yeah and i mean outside of texas too i'm just saying that the comparison to us and other states especially in the west all of our tags are over the counter we can feed yeah. in a lot oh, of yeah. counties i mean you know it's just in public land I, I just bought my super combo the uh on, on saturday before i went dove hunting it was 68 bucks pretty cheap to, for five for five deer tags and some tur four turkey tags or whatever it is um you know and and the our two turkey tags or whatever it is i don't want to quote them wrong but um how and then redfish i got the super combo thing 68 bucks okay and then then i got the my annual public land hunting permit which was 48 dollars okay. and and i'm set and then oh my duck stamp too that was a federal i think it's 28 bucks right and so that's not too bad yeah but i definitely mean compared to yeah it's, you're set you know i mean you're, you're good to go anywhere for hogs especially and here's the funny thing that i i get asked this a lot i was at the oatmeal festival this weekend you know i had a 100 ask how much are you gonna pay me to come to your ranch to shoot hogs you ever get that roy oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i'm and always I, down you know and i'm just like i'm just like well here's the thing about private land access in texas no hunter and this is talked about a lot on the texas uh hog hunters association forum uh, no hunter is going to, or not form group, Facebook group, uh, 
no hunter is going or no landowner is going to allow you to just come on his land and just run, you know, run wild and do whatever you want and shoot all of his pigs for free. What I don't like are some of these ranches, and I've talked about this with some other guests before, that say they're overrunning hogs and then they charge you by the pound to clean the dang things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, grab, you, we've actually you, experienced a couple of years ago with that, and I'm not a big fan of that either. If, if you, if you are, are that overrun with hogs, you don't need to charge an arm and a leg to get out of there alive, you know, uh, yeah. you know, to, to get your and and i'll tell folks you know if you want to find out what ranch i'm talking about google hog hunting in texas and you'll find their ads and they'll be one of the first google ads that you find on the sidebar on the top and the thing is i just i don't think it's fair that they charge by the pound and then make it sound like it's going to be a cheap hunt because two dollars a pound on a 300 pound hog think about that yeah you can go (laughs) shoot a big buck for that You know, it just doesn't seem right to me that people are doing that. So I, I think it's buyer beware. And obviously the ranches that I talk to on the show and I talk about and I work for and that kind of stuff are going to be reputable. The ranches that, you know, Roy talks about, he's used for the TV show and stuff. I mean, there are a lot of great opportunities out there, but just do your homework and do your research and check out the forums, check out the Facebook groups, ask questions, ask good questions. You know, I talk about that on my finding an outfit or a guide or a hunting ranch uh, show that I've done a, a while back. You know, it's just, it's not about the questions you ask. It's about the good questions you ask and plenty of questions too, because you know, they're not going to get tired of answering them until they get the sale so uh, yeah, that's true and one thing with social media like you mentioned i mean it's good and bad sometimes but one you can always find research and you know see if other people hunt it there but there's always ways to, to be a little educated before you go out there and just hunt well, social media is a double-edged sword. I mean, it's just yes, one of those, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's great for, like, like on the marketing side, which I do for DB Hunting Ranch, I, you know, it's great for me to be able to post in four different groups within five minutes that I've got these specials going on here. And that's one thing we invented back in the day was the Ram Hog Combo. I think we're the only one that came up with that first. And everybody started following. But, I mean, this was, like, 12 years ago when I started doing this. And, and we started doing combo packages and stuff like that. And we started running monthly specials. And every month we have a different special and put it out there. There. But then you get these guys that just, you know, want to take your money and and make you smile and, you know, all this other stuff. And there's a lot of unsavory characters in any industry, but that's one you've got to be aware of in hunting because there's there's some good ones and there's some not so good ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard horror stories over the years here and there. Just always want to do, like you said, do your homework. Before, before you go out there with guns and money's involved, just, just know where you're going. <laughs> you know, who's running the place and I never oh, equated it to guns, send them a check. guns and money involved. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You know, when there's guns <laughs> and money involved, you got to do your homework. Yeah, that's pretty good. So um, that's good. What do you have any ranches where where you live or where you've traveled and stuff that you recommend at all that we can plug? Well, yeah, sure. We, um, you know, my my personal hunting stuff. I have a small place by the house. We've been blessed with Texas boys. To, we've done quite a bit with Big Easy Ranch over in Columbus, Texas. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Uh, Landon over there, the the, man, the ranch manager, and Billy Brown, the owner, is just a good friend of ours. Just top notch people in every you know every aspect. Just they're always supportive. Of our, we we've taken veterans out there that have gone through quite a bit. Uh, this year we got a uh, actually got a Shriners patient from Shriners Hospital in Dallas. It's a young lady, wow. but it's a burn really bad. But just has an awesome attitude and actually wants to bow hunt. So when you get her out there, that'll be a really cool deal to film. And sure. it's a big easy ranch in Columbus. They you know they've been awesome. Uh, we, we're going on South Texas this year to and I, I can't remember my mind, but I can't remember the guy's the, the ranch name. I'm just it's a buddy of ours, Brett Merritt hooked it up. But we got um, you know, that's one thing we're gonna try to change up this year is go South Texas, we're gonna do some stuff in the Hill Country. Uh, one of our board members has a ranch in uh, outside of Mount, was it Mountain Home, Texas near Rock Springs. Yep. We're gonna take some kids out there and do some stuff. So we got a really cool lineup this I think fall. I still always love my, my low fence, you know, the, the 
hunting by the house, but I think I'm also, I don't take for granted that we're very blessed to go to some of the most beautiful ranches you'll ever see with Texas boys. So I got a, it's kind of a win-win deal on that one. You know, it's just been a really cool deal. No, that's cool. I, I um, you know, I come that I got my start in media with the TV show Mac and Prowler out of Texarkana, Texas, and I've had them on the show before and stuff. And it's a predator hunting TV show. They're out killing hogs and armadillos and all kinds of other stuff these days. But um, that's how I got my start with all this outdoor media stuff was with them. And the one thing that I found is you have a lot of opportunities with the show, but you also have a lot of work in front of you. You know, <laughs> and you know what I'm right. talking about because yeah. you you with the TV show. It's been there for four seasons, so yeah, it's it a is, lot it's, going on. You know. With any like any good, whether it's a good company or good, you know, whatever your kind of business you're dealing with, I got just an awesome, awesome group of guys to help me out. Just we're all, you know, my team. I think it's kind of just a great group of guys. From my board members to my wife Jean helps out quite a bit. Just a, a fun group. You know, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for all them. So sure, you know, yeah, we big. it's work. I guess you'd say them doing that, but man, it's it's fun when you're doing it all with your buddies like that. And so it's it's just been God. Hopefully, God keeps hooking us up and keep, keep getting you know, doing good things and keep on growing. Well, the one thing I love about y'all's organization and your show is that you guys are taking care of people, you know, burn patient victims, um, you know, uh, uh, soldiers and stuff, stuff you and I have talked about on the last podcast that you guys are giving back in the outdoors. And I think that is so important, you know, to to uh, to just the, the outdoor lifestyle is that we don't just hunt and fish for ourselves. We hunt and fish for others, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We really enjoy them. I mean, we do quite a bit, like you said, with law enforcement, uh, veterans, quite a bit with veterans. We work with uh, Impact Hero, a buddy Mike Nash over there. They're a great organization we work with that we kind of got a lot of veterans. They actually do things like financial education and all kinds of stuff for veterans. And so we'll, cool. we'll work with them as far as getting different guys to take out. It's just been a, been a really cool deal. And um, definitely would give, you know, we wouldn't be able to hunt without those guys doing their jobs. Sure. So it's definitely, you know, it is, you know, great way to feel like we're giving back quite a bit and just blessed to be in a situation where we can do that yeah and i mean that's the thing that we take for granted sometimes is we just we have an opportunity to go out and you know kill or catch something or just enjoy the outdoors or whatever go on a hike go on a camping trip or whatever and you know it's just that's why i video most of my hunts and fishing experiences and stuff on gopro or on my little bitty uh, hd camera or whatever it's just to share the experience with the viewer at home and that's what y'all do with the texas boys outdoor tv show right Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. And I've watched. A, I, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. We we had a couple. Uh, just bring up. We had a couple kids. This um, from Shriner. We took out uh, Fabian was his name. A couple months ago, he was like the second one we had like that, where they did it in their entire life. And you get a kid like that out there for the first time, catching sure. you know, caught a 24 inch speckled trout out there, and just it definitely puts things in perspective a little bit, and kind of makes you you realize stuff like that is exactly why you're doing what you're doing. So definitely always fun getting those kids. You get it. I think my favorite thing, I love the veteran stuff, law enforcement, but I think being a father, it hits home some. It's when we get the kids that have, you know, been gone through a hard time. We've taken out guys with guns and other stuff. And for that one day, especially, they just have a hell of a time. They're having fun. They're laughing. You know, it's just a, a pretty cool deal. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And that's the one thing I talked about in the last show that I did with uh, just this last podcast in our series, the Saltwater series. You know, we with with Crosswater Outfitters, my fishing ministry, we see a huge transformation when we take soldiers and their families out as far as the togetherness with the family core nucleus, as well as the the um, the 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 things with uh with what fishing does as a therapeutic means you know for these soldiers and their and those that have been through hard 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 experiences um you know how therapeutic the outdoors is to connect with god to connect with nature connect with the natural beauty of the world um you know it's it's more than just getting out there and catching and killing something it's it's about that communion if you will oh yeah i, I agree 100 percent there's actually been research on that that they do think that 
um, fishing and some of the outdoor stuff is therapeutic. I mean, there's been a lot of we've had veterans come back and reach out to us after we took them out that, you know, was they've went out and got their own. A lot of times we'll actually give them some fishing gear, lose one of our sponsors too. It's just awesome about that with the veterans. Sure. But we've had guys that, you know, had never really had much experience fishing and we'll take them out and kind of show them a few things. And they sort of, you know, they're sharp guys that go out on their own, you know, figure out little ponds they can go to and little stuff. And they'll message us, you know, six months later, said, I'm going to take too much fishing. Now. So they're kind of an outlet they have to get out there and relax and get some of their veteran buddies to go with them. And it's become the, a cool deal. So, there's definitely something about the outdoors that I think is definitely therapeutic. It can help people in so many different ways. Right. And I mean, that that's the other thing that I do. I didn't do it this summer because I got too busy with uh, Camp Agape, which is the bereavement camp for children. But they have a fishing pond there at Camp Buckner in Burnett County um, where these kids who have lost a parent or another loved one in their life uh, go. And it's about 50, I think it was 48 or some odd kids this year that have done that. And last year when I worked that camp, I couldn't do it this year. Like I say, I got, I got some other schedule conflicts, but I came up to, you know, a couple of the kids and said, let's go fishing. We got a little bit of time to burn, you know, let's get some bread or some worms or whatever we can find. And, um, you know, that was their first time to fish either in a while or ever. And the look on their face is just I mean, it's amazing because they, yeah, they caught their first. I mean, it, we're just fishing for bluegill here. I'm not talking about any, you know, throwing crankbaits for reds or anything like that. <laughs> bluegill would be a lot of fun. I, I mean, it, but it's a challenge to get a small fish on a small hook. That's my yeah. whole point where I, when I talk about why I go blue fi- bluegill fishing so much with my son. It's just to show him the, the simplicity of fishing, but also the therapeuticness. The, therapeuticness is probably not a word, but the therapeutic quality of, of fishing, but also you know, the skill of, of getting out there and getting stuff done like that. And, uh, and it's not all easy all the time cause you can't set the hook every time and that kind of stuff, but just the amazing difference it made in those kids lives. And I know that's, that's going to be a memory that they carry with them for their life, you know? And I mean, that is oh, yeah. solid quality experience right there. Yeah, you know? for sure. that's, good stuff. that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Well, I won't keep you too terribly long. I just wanted to at least, I mean, is there anything you'd like to say in closing, uh, Roy, with uh, with the show, with your personal stuff, with hunting season, any of that? Oh, man, I always appreciate the phone call. And um, we have, we're working now. Next, we've always done the, our first four seasons on the Pursuit Network. We've always done 13 weeks. And then on, it airs April through into June, usually in the second quarter there. And I think next year we're going to actually average almost 75,000 viewers this, uh, for the, wow. the show this season. And so I think next year we're going to 26 weeks. So it'll be a really cool deal. And I'll, we'll have to get back and, you know, do another call here in the fall and I'll update you on everything we have going on. But yeah, it's sure. really exciting. So I think the, the show's going to be out there quite a bit more next year. And on the short term, I need six big red fish and that $100,000 check and <laughs> life will be good. Life will be really good. Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you too, what I started to say earlier was uh, I saw one of your uh, deep sea fishing adventures when you guys were, were out there. I don't know what season it was. I was just watching this on YouTube. You know what I mean? Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So it was just I just I'm with Bluefin, Bluefin, yeah, Blue, Freeport. Yeah, Those yeah. are our yeah, Freeport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. what it was. Yeah, and you had your captain and, and the deckhand and stuff there, and they were really, really. But you know, you, the the fish were pulling so hard, you were basically putting, you know, having to rest the rod on the rail and just reeling. You know, I mean, I thought that was pretty cute. So it is, man. Those. <laughs> I stick to the bay. Those are the big amberjack. We caught some, like you know, giant ling and a couple of big dorado. And you yep, I remember that blackfin tuna. That's the one. you catch a big blackfin tuna on the. You know, there's it's heavy action rods, but there's still some of those fish. It's just they pull. Uh, you can see in the video. 
I mean, it's, you got like, we had guys, two hundred forty pound linebacker that was you can see them struggle. Right. I mean, those, those big tuna yeah. especially will whoop your butt, man. Well, and it's just it's just about the grind and about the, they play the game to win. You know, those uh, those big fish in the offshore do. And I mean, like I say, I've never I've not done a lot of offshore, but I, I'm gonna do some that's November. I think I've got invited to do a fishing event off of the coast of Venice, uh, uh, Venice, Louisiana. And, um, oh, yeah. that's big time. That's over there. big time over there. I, I fished there last, uh, last August. Um, it'll be a little bit over a year ago, uh, with a, um, with another fishing event that I did and we caught uh, bull reds all day. And I mean, those will wear you out with, with medium oh, yeah, white tackle, you know? <laughs> so, you know, let alone the, the, the big, big, big fish in the offshore. But, um, but back to hunting season real quick. I mean, is there anything you want to close on as far as tips, tricks, tactics anything like that uh you know just just be smart you know whether you're in a high pressure just depending on where you are but always make sure you play the wind right uh, right. you got you know the ruts i think we actually have an early rut here i'm in montgomery county and the surrounding counties too i know close by we have we'll start that first cool front in october man we'll have i've, I've had deer chasing in early to mid-october they'll start chasing really hard by halloween so we have a kind of an earlier rut just depending on where you are so always pay attention to that kind of thing and just you know be smart get out there and get it done well, good, uh, good, good um, uh, scent cover too if you're bow hunting, and I, I always say even oh, yeah. if you're gun always. hunting too. Uh, there's there's a new product that I'm using for a scent cover right now, and um, you know, I th- there's there's tons. There's dead dead down winds. There's vapor trail scents. There's um, tinks. I mean, they've got a whole lot of different you know cover scents, and and you know basically just keep in and body washes, laundry detergent. I ordered in this year. I'm really oh, yeah. taking it seriously. And then I got some bins to put my clothes in and stuff to keep the you know after you wash them, you know keep the human scent off of them you know i'm really playing oh, yeah. the, the deer's nose more this year than i ever have and really be more i guess the, the long word would be cognizant of um of what what's possible out there so um that's oh, yeah. just that's well, man if you want to shoot a good buck with a bow you gotta you gotta play the wind ride use right sense. 90 percent of the time he's gonna be a really really sharp deer and so you got to do something to help you know out out slick him a little bit sure no, definitely the, the you know the earth scents i know are good i know hunter specialties has those wafers i think yep. you can hang that it's like an earth scent thing that comes off you know you hang in a tree next to you when you get the stand mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff out there that works so and you, you want to shop- use that stuff if you're hunting a, a, a an old you know smart buck Yep, and you can shop this stuff, you know, on, uh, you know, Academy. You can shop this stuff at Bass Pro, Cabela's, you know, any place like that. You can go to a lot of online retailers that have that. And um, and uh, don't forget your Frio stuff, too, because they, they're really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? My Frio 24-7 cup, I always have that around. I'm holding awesome. on right now. And I just keep on forgetting underneath that there's a bottle opener, you know. That's kind of handy, yeah, you know, to have. That, and we got the, um, I got a new uh boat coming next month and i'm like i gotta get my new 65 quart for you all tricked out to match the boats mm-hmm. so little kid there's nothing wrong with that can't wait to get it <laughs> The cool thing about these leather wraps that I've got on my Freo 24-7 cup is a um, they're made by Double J Saddlery, which is one of the advertisers in our magazine. Um, they make some quality leather. And the nice thing about leather is it breathes a little bit. You don't have to worry about your cup getting rusted if it gets wet or anything like that. It dries out fairly well. Isn't that right? Yeah, yep. yeah, that's the nice thing about that. So uh, that's really good. And if you want to be <clears throat> like Roy Crush, this this professional TV celebrity, uh, I have an online course. D list. 
no, you're a, you're an A-list in my book, man. Um, but but if you want to be if you want to do some stuff, pro staffs like that, uh, like he's doing, like I'm doing, that kind of stuff. I have an online course. It is uh, very low cost right now, under a hundred bucks, and it is uh, available at through DustinsProjects.com. That's DustinsProjects.com. A course called Finding Success in the Outdoor Industry, about a five to six hour video series that I put together for uh, anybody that is looking for um, uh, ways to excel in the outdoor industry because it is very competitive. Is it not, Roy? Oh yes, sir. Oh yeah. So anyway, since since I'll have some new people listening, I wanted to definitely plug that too. So awesome. Um, anyway, but appreciate your time, Roy. Thanks so much for joining us. Ah, uh, you too, man. You have a good afternoon. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Roy Crush from Texas Boys Outdoors TV show. Um, really encompasses the texas spirit well but i know you guys listen from all over the nation and all over the world the whole outdoor lifestyle is what i'm really going for as far as you know what we're talking about redfish or we're talking about largemouth bass or we're talking about um shooting or hunting or uh you know targets or anything like that a clay shooting uh target shooting with the rifle so on and so forth there's just so many things you can do in the outdoors and i i love having guys like him on because they reinforce my whole message of the outdoor lifestyle and, and more specifically the texas outdoor lifestyle but no matter where you are you can really really take advantage of a lot of great things in the outdoors of where you go uh hunt uh, I've got some great things on the horizon that I've got. And of course I mentioned in the, in the podcast recording there, uh, online course, dustinsprojects.com has a link to that and you can go check that out. It is uh, very low cost to, uh, to get in there and learn a little bit about how to do, how to be successful in the outdoor industry, which is something I've done, uh, quite, uh, profoundly over the last few years. So really excited to have the chance to share that with you. So if you've not done so already, tactical Tuesday, or I'm sorry, practical and tactical Tuesday, wildlife wednesday and the thursday texas state of the outdoor nation newsletter those are all free to get you just have to sign up our list is over sixty thousand big now uh sixty thousand large for um the uh, list for the texas outdoor nation um newsletter and uh that's just a great opportunity to learn some stuff to kind of get a foretaste of the feast to come with the magazine issue and uh, to get some some good information about texas outdoors i've got a dove article i don't know when it's going to release it may be the week of the uh the next newsletter that you see after you hear this podcast or uh, i have these podcasts a week early so um i uh i don't know when you're gonna see it but anyway just you can go to uh the dustin warnke tab at uh uh, fishgame.com under the contributors and you find my name and you'll see it tagged under my name as an article that I wrote. I've got a lot of other articles on there too on that blog so you can go check that out as well. Thank you guys so much again for watching, reading, and listening. Have an awesome day in the outdoors. We'll see you next time.